Welcome to Hitting the Media, a political podcast that aims to be nonpartisan. And just like an Uber driver, we are hitting the media. Alright, welcome back. This is Philip and Michael. As we promised, we're back on politics. And today we're going to be talking about the recently decided Supreme Court case of Masterpiece Cake Shop versus the Colorado Civil Rights Commission. That was a highly anticipated ruling that every single religious person, well, pretty much just Christians, were very, very worried about because the implications. Every single person. A lot, lot of religious people okay, were. Every single one. Okay, yeah, it's, it's a hyperbole film. Anyway, uh, a lot of religious people were really concerned about it, and the, pe- the reason that people were concerned about it is the implications would have been very, very far-reaching. Why uh, do you say that? Well, first it would be businesses. and Can you explain the basic context before you cut right into it? Yeah. Let's, okay, let's go with the context. So, Phil, what happened in this case? So this is in Colorado in 2012. There's a baker um, from Masterpiece Cake Shop, and he's an expert. His name is Jack Phillips. He's an expert baker and a devout Christian. In 2012, he had a same-sex couple come into his shop and ask him to bake them a uh, wedding cake, and he said he wouldn't do it. He said that he would bake them something else. Um, for any for other occasions like you know? birthday party or just brownies or anything else but that he he didn't want to do a same-sex marriage um, cake and it wasn't legal in Colorado at the time the couple whose names are do you remember the names of the couple Charlie Craig and Dave Mullins okay so and what, so what happened was they were denied and then they went home, and um, one of their mothers called up Jack Phillips' cake shop and asked, saying, will you make my son a wedding cake for their same-sex wedding? And he still said no, even though, obviously, mother was straight. So it wasn't that he was refusing to make a cake for just because they were gay. He was refusing based on his principle that he's not going to do it for a same-sex wedding. Also, and so then they filed... In August of 2012, a basically a complaint with the Colorado Civil Rights Commission, and um, saying that he broke the Colorado An- Colorado Anti Discrimination Act. So the Colorado Civil Rights D- Commission decided that it was serious enough to bring it before a state administrative law judge who ruled in favor of the same-sex couple, saying that he had violated... Basically, he had refused to serve a same-sex couple cake or something that he would serve somebody else because he was discriminating against them. Uh, They didn't have equal access to his goods and services. Then Phillips appealed. He went before the full commission. The commission affirmed the ruling of the judge saying that Phillips was discriminating. Then Phillips appealed again to the state Supreme Court. The state Supreme Court didn't want to see the case. They refused to take it. And then, I guess surprisingly enough, in my view, the Supreme Court decided to take it. 
Well, it was inevitable. Well, why didn't the state take it then? Because the state doesn't want to take it. Because then it sort of makes them... It would have made the state Supreme Court look bad because no matter how they would have ruled, it still would have gone to the Supreme Court either way. Somebody would have filed. So you're just wasting your time and money by filing in the state Supreme Court. It really is. Because it, it was going all the way to the top regardless. Okay. So, I mean, just disgraces everybody. And you don't want any part in that kind of a case because... It's more of a constitute. It's more of out of their jurisdiction because it's more of a constitutional case rather than a state case. Okay. So it's more federal, but the implications are pretty far-reaching in this, uh, as far as because I would say when religious people are forced to go against their beliefs to accommodate same-sex weddings, then. The next step is religious institutions, and people are like, "Oh, you're just being paranoid." Wait, can you just before you get all the way to the to the implications, the further implications? Don't you feel that that's something for the end once we talk about? Yeah, the we're gonna get to it. I'm just summing it up now. All right, we're gonna get to that. Yeah, but I might have to. I would like to comment on that as well. The implications. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna the get car it there. Before the horse. No, no, it, it it all wraps around. I always start from the end and work my way back to the end somehow. All right. That's just how I think, Phil. So, yeah, the implications are far-reaching with two religious organizations, and uh, we're going to get further along, so we're going to come back to that, but I want to make that known that that is going to be uh, a main thing. But, but, I, would, but I would like can to... Can I add something to that? Yeah, go for it. Because I don't... This is talking about religious people in the sphere of business, and the... The Civil Rights Commission said that this was about the business sphere, about basically religious people buying and selling, and it had nothing to do with religion, religious institutions, because they have protected yeah. speech within the even under the Anti Discrimination Act, the Colorado Anti Discrimination Act. There's a specific clause in there that protects mm-hmm. religious institutions, so you couldn't mm-hmm. even use this. You're saying, "Oh well, it no, has no, I'm saying it, it does but because that's what would Lord be next." Self, in the law itself, it's saying it protects those institutions' speech. Even in an anti-discrimination law, it's saying, "Well, this doesn't include the church." Basically, it's saying not this yet. is the sphere of the market. Not well, yet. they'd have to write a new law because you well, couldn't it would file be. under this. It law. would be. Why do you? How do you know that? We'll get we'll get to it. Let's just get to all these quotes first. So we're gonna start off with Justice Kennedy. Wait, so, you have to tell them the, the decision. What how how it went down. Okay, so it went seven to two. Uh, so and CNN was. I remember when I saw the headline on CNN. It said that the ruling was a narrow victory, and I really don't think this victory is that narrow. Seven to two is actually a is actually. A pretty big loss when you have seven justices as opposed to five to four. Five to four would have been narrow. I think what CNN meant was narrow in its um, scope. Scope, but I don't think it's as narrow as they say it is. I think that Justice Kennedy worded it just fine to be able to protect both uh, well, the gay gay community as well as the religious community, and I think that both need to be protected. As, as citizens. Classes. Exactly. And I don't disagree with that. 
regardless of whether you're a Christian and you think it's sin, a Muslim and you think it's sin, or if you're a secularist or an atheist and you think it's just fine, that's... Not only do you think it's just fine, but you may think that a a religious person is a bigot. Yeah. But they're still protected just like you are. So, um, I think one of the biggest victories in this case was Justice Kennedy calling out... um, the, the more liberal-slash-progressive idea of calling all religious people, not all religious people, but more conservative-leaning people Hitler or akin to the Holocaust. So let me quote what but he... You're getting a, that's, not the, that's not his first point. That's not his first point. What's his first point, then? His first point is whether... All right, first... Um, it, the authority of the state and its governmental entities to protect the rights and dignity of gay persons who wish to be married but who face discrimination when they seek goods or services. Okay. We'll keep going. So he talked about um, when you're ga- if you're gay and you're going to get a cake, let's say, uh, or, you know, and, <clears throat> and you're denied, the cake maker says, we're not going to have, we don't believe in same-sex marriage. I'm not going to make you a cake. Well, could is the state required to protect you in that case? Because if they don't protect you at that point, maybe it could go further back. He says it could extend back to where they, you know, everybody starts denying. Yeah, and then they services. put. Yeah, uh, he was very careful to specifically have say. A stigma. He he was very careful to say. We need to be careful lest we get signs up that were that would say like no gays allowed. Right. Which to me, I think that's also dangerous territory. Um, and I think that any person who claims to be a Christian but won't sell to any gay people is I'm not really sure whether they're actually a Christian. That right. I mean yeah. So that was a, a a a big deal. And one of the one of the big things that came out of this case was and and seven all seven of the justices agreed with Justice Kennedy. That's why he delivered the majority opinion. They really agreed with him. At the bare minimum, Justice Kennedy was saying that it is the government's job to act as a neutral party. It's not the government's job to distinguish what is necessarily right or wrong or what's moral and immoral. It's to make sure that every person is defended and their rights are defended. Their inherent human rights. And one of the problems I'm seeing in this country on both sides is when conservatives talk about liberals, they dehumanize them. When liberals talk about conservatives, they dehumanize them. We're all humans with rights, regardless of what you believe in. You're a human with a right. You're an individual with a right. You have a mind where you can think for yourself. And so it's not the government's job to do your thinking for you. It's not the government's job to say who's what's moral and immoral. It's the government's job to make sure that we're protected. Well, the, all right. So the first, right. So the first, that, that's mixing the first and second point, but, um, they are allowed to compel, in certain cases, he does say, majority opinion says, they are allowed to compel 
um, an individual to serve goods and services to protected classes who may be getting discriminated against at the same in the same conditions and at the same price that they serve to everybody else. Yes. But they have to do it in a way that's neutral to religion. Exactly. Because in this Colorado law, like Phil said, sexual orientation is not the only thing that's protected. Religion is protected. Sexual orientation isn't necessarily protected in the First Amendment or in any of the amendments. No, but this is not but based on the... The Constitution does guarantee freedom of religion. So if you're going to do anti-discrimination, you're going to have to add religion in there because it's in the federal Constitution. Well, they're right. So this is like First and Fourteenth Amendment. The Fourteenth yeah. Amendment's First Amendment has the freedom of expression and freedom of religion, right? Mm-hmm. The freedom of speech and f- the free uh, free exercise yes, clause. Exactly. But the fourth and but Col- this was under Colorado law at first, and Colorado anti-discrimination law says that. You cannot discriminate against people based on um, disability, race, creed, color, sex, sexual orientation, marital status, national origin, ancestry, um, or whether they were a slave in the past. Mm -hmm. But the 14th Amendment says that a a state's law can't deprive them of the rights that they have under the federal law. Let me read the 14th Amendment. This was actually very instrumental in the Windsor ruling, which I actually agreed with the Windsor ruling. See, what happened in the Windsor ruling where uh, there was a a same-sex couple, and one of them died. And so the other other woman could not actually um, receive her estate. Right? She had to pay uh, an estate tax. What happened was the Defense of Marriage Act lowered the estate tax on inheritances um, on, on your inheritance if you were married so what it did is it defended only um, uh, uh, um, traditional marriage yeah married versus unmarried and I oppose Windsor or I excuse me I agree with Windsor because I'm single what happens if I'm left an inheritance do does that mean I have to pay an estate tax the death tax? Just because I'm not married, I think that's ridiculous, and I think they had good grounds on the Fourteenth Amendment. Of course, of course, I also I think Obergefell was really not a good ruling. Um, I personally just don't think that the government has any should have any say in who can marry who, because I think that's also dangerous territory. It's not the government's responsibility to be conducting marriages. I don't know if I agree or disagree with that, but this is not this is not a bigger for podcast. So. Yeah. So, but what I'm saying is, I don't think I don't think it should have even gotten that far. The government is overstepping its bounds when it's telling people who it can and can't marry. I don't agree with it, and I think it's sinful. But if a man wants to marry his cow, let him marry his cow. Anyway, so this is what the Fourteenth Amendment says. All persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and of the state wherein they reside. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. So the Windsor ruling, I agreed with based on the 14th Amendment, and I thought that 
it was a good thing. So the 14th Amendment was important. Now the First Amendment was, was also important in this case for the same, really the same reason, because it allows the exercise. So we can't discriminate against somebody because of their sexual orientation, and we can't abridge their rights, their life, their liberty, their property. We can't deprive them of those things. And we also can't do that to religious people because religious people have just as much right as non-religious people. Well, I would say also that um, the first point made is that, right, so the first point made is that, that Kennedy makes is that you, you can't discriminate against gay people. But the second, the second point, and that they're protected class, but the second point he makes is that, and this is something that Phillips in, in his defense concedes, is that he's not um, refusing to sell any, it's not that he's refusing to sell anything to him, he's actually, he's believes that he's actually being compelled to speak, like free, his free speech is being curtailed because he's being compelled to make speech that he doesn't want to make because he sees his bake his cake baking as an act of free speech um and there was a big dissent about that because for instance the uh, civil rights commission said that oh well there's no text in the cake so how is it a free speech and and ginsburg when we get to her will say that there's no he that phillips himself provided no evidence that the cake that the wedding cake signifies anything so how do we know it signifies anything at all isn't it just the same isn't it just the equivalent of basically like a brownie or something like that because there's no message in there like to say oh same-sex marriage is the greatest thing woohoo um so it's it is there's two components but kennedy agreed that the cake baking was a free expression maybe because it's very specialized but also, um, but also because later on they do quote evidence. I think Thomas quotes evidence saying that cakes um, have a long history of being symbolic. Yes, uh, I want to. I want to touch touch on uh, the moral conviction of Phillips because you briefly cite you you almost got to that, and I want to quote Justice Kennedy on on this because I think this is the perfect time for that quote. He states, on July 25th, 2014, the commission met again. This meeting, too, was conducted in public and on the record. On this case, another commissioner made specific reference to the previous meeting's discussion, but said far more to disparage Wait, Phillips' beliefs. Are you talking about Phillips' moral character? Are you talking about the prejudicial comments of the commission? I am talking about how, um, not his moral character, but how he acted in sincere faith, how he wasn't just refusing, you said he wasn't refusing all these different items to gay people in general. He he, he didn't say, I refuse to sell to gay people. Mm -hmm. He was acting out of his own moral conviction, his own religious conviction, which is what um, Justice Kennedy is actually trying to say here. All right, go ahead, continue. On July 25th, 2014, the commission met again. This meeting, too, was conducted in public and on the record. On this occasion, another commissioner made specific reference to the previous meeting's discussion, but said far more to disparage Phillips' beliefs. The commissioner stated, I would also like to reiterate what we said in the hearing or the last meeting. 
Freedom of religion and religion has been used to justify all kinds of discrimination throughout history, whether it be slavery, that's definitely true. There was a lot of Christian people who tried to use the Bible to defend slavery. Actually, funny thing, uh, Sunday school at my church, my priest had us pull out, um, I don't remember when it was, but he had us actually read sermons in Sunday school. We went through it line by line of people who were pro-slavery and who were uh, pro-segregation, including Bob Jones, who was pro-segregation. And we dissected it, and then we looked at what the Bible had to say, and people may have used religion or the Bible, but we looked and we saw it was shoddy at best. Anyway, back to this. Whether it be slavery, whether it be the Holocaust, really... <laughs> whether it be I mean we we can list hundreds of situations where freedom of religion has been used to justify discrimination and to me it is one of the most despicable pieces of rhetoric that people can use to use their religion to hurt others and then Justice Kennedy says to describe a man's faith as one of the most despicable pieces of rhetoric that people can use is to disparage his religion in at least two distinct ways by describing it as despicable and also by characterizing it as merely rhetorical, something insubstantial and even insincere. And even insincere. The commissioner even the commissioner even went so far as to compare Philip's invocation of his sincerely held religious beliefs to defenses of slavery and the Holocaust. This sentiment is inappropriate for a commission charged with a solemn responsibility a fair and neutral enforcement of Colorado's anti-discrimination law, a law that protects discrimination on the basis of religion as well as sexual orientation. Uh, I, so now you're getting into the, the prejudicial comments made by the commission. Or you wanted to highlight the thing that he says about show, that, this, that the prejudicial comments included that they viewed it, religion as something insubstantial and insincere. Yeah, that's the that's the main point. I think is, uh, yeah, it, he had sincerely held religious beliefs, and because he had sincerely held religious beliefs, they said, "Oh, well, that's akin to slavery in the Holocaust." First of all, Christians blame the Holocaust on atheists, and atheists blame the Holocaust on Christians. Hitler was a crazy man. Let's just agree to that. It's not religion or atheism that caused the Holocaust. Well, Hitler, Hitler. I, I was just reading comments from Hitler's table talks, and within like the first couple pages of the table talks, he's saying that in his estimate, Christianity is the heaviest blow that um, has ever fallen on mankind. So he's not by any means pro-Christian. Yeah, he, he might have been pro-Western society. Or at least pro German society, but he he didn't consider Christianity to be uh, a positive force in the world. He considered it to be a negative force in the world. Yeah. So people need to stop saying it was atheism or it was religion. No, Hitler is Hitler. We need to stop with the stupid rhetoric of everybody I don't like is Hitler. No, you're not Hitler. Trump is not Hitler. Obama is not Hitler. Jack Phillips is not Hitler. Well, I would say Hitler's Hitler was a big nationalist, and he was he was he was also a rabid anti-Semite, and very talented. And he's just a, he is a very weird guy because he was very 
um, he's like he would ex he he talked about exterminating the Jews in very cold, seemingly uh, like non like non emotional language. Like he would get fiery about it, but he wouldn't get like he wouldn't seem like upset about the idea. But when he used to watch films. And when he would watch films and they showed like even simulations of animals getting hurt, he would like cover his eyes with his face, cover his hands with his face, cover his face with his hands and ask the people watching when did this stop. So he had like a lot of weird idiosyncrasies, but I, I don't see, I mean, he was more into Wagner than he was into religion. Yeah. Um, so I don't know where that guy's coming from, but he says it's an inappropriate, uh, Kennedy says it's an inappropriate sentiment to be held by a commission charged with the solemn responsibility of fair and neutral enforcement. It's obviously not fair and neutral, um, like, rendering of, of Philip's religion at all. Yeah. I, I think one point to make, that if you go back to Philip's sincerely held beliefs, he, he says that he makes it his goal in his own testimony. He makes it his goal to act out, like to be obedient to Christ in his life and for his business to also uh, follow the rules or the teachings of Jesus Christ. He denied um, to make racist cakes. He denied to make homophobic cakes, which is ironic, right? Because he, yeah. he's going to get in trouble in this for denying to do a same-sex cake, which he said... He didn't want to do it. His second reason was also because he felt it was they were it was something illegal. But the couple, the technicalities that the couple was going to Massachusetts, but he felt there would be something that they were doing that was illegal, and also that he thought that God ordained marriage to be between a man and a woman. Well, he he also refused to um, uh, make he closed his bakery on Sundays. He also refused to make cakes about Halloween because he considered Halloween to be anti-Christian. So whether or not you um, should I read, agree with him, should I read Justice Thomas's? Quote whether or not, sure. Whether or not you agree that? with him, you you have to say that he was pretty consistent in um, executing his beliefs, and also that he showed a lack of animus towards gays because he was unwilling to make homophobic cakes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I want to read something. From uh, Justice Clarence Thomas's but there's concurring other opinion. To get back to yeah, you. we're going to, but we might as well cover it since we're here already, right? Okay. Further, even assuming that most for profit companies prioritize maximizing profits over communicating a message, that is not true for Masterpiece Cake Shop. Phillips routinely sacrifices profits to ensure that Masterpiece Cake Shop operates in a way that represents his Christian faith. He is not open on Sundays. He pays his employees a higher than average wage, and he loans them money in times of need. Phillips also refuses to bake cakes containing alcohol, cakes with racist or homophobic messages, cakes criticizing God, and cakes celebrating Halloween, even though Halloween is one of the most lucrative seasons for bakeries. These efforts to exercise control over the message that Masterpiece sends are still more evidence that Phillips' conduct is expressive. And so, yeah... One of, there's a common argument that goes for progressives and liberals. They always try to say, well, why would you even want to not sell a cake to a same-sex wedding for a same-sex wedding? Why would you not want to sell that cake? Because 
aren't you in the business to make money? Isn't it all about money? Which is weird because they're always getting mad about corporate greed and everything like that. But then when it comes to this, it's like, oh, well, aren't you about money? No, conservatives aren't all about money. People who hold a more conservative view on this issue aren't just about money. And I think Jack Phillips really demonstrates this very well. So, back to what we're talking about. Anything Anything you want to add to that? Well, not about the, your little bone to pick between conservatives and, and liberals, but I, I, I would like to bring up something with the commission. Um, the commission, when the statements were made like that, to me it's just a so out of bounds to say like and it's also so trite to say oh like invocations of of past prejudices done by religion um it just bothers me but uh i didn't like the fact that nobody i mean you have a you have a neutral you you have to, and maybe they didn't know it. I don't know. I mean, I hope they know it. But an anti-discrimination law is, is has to go both ways. And um, even talking to people who are more who are non-religious and pro-LGBT about this, they've like I, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day about it, and uh, they said, "Well, the LGBT community, if they want to be protected from things, they can't." Um, basically discriminate against other groups and <clears throat> that's what a lot of this comes down to is is an even-handed uh mm -hmm. neutral application of the law yes there's a law that says you can't discriminate right but and and that every and that's right because no matter who you are you should have access to the marketplace right you exactly. should have access to have the yes. same cost same price point as everybody else and you should have the same accessibility as everybody else it shouldn't be Oh, you know, you're black, so you get things charged three times the price or something like that. Or you're Jewish, so you get things, whatever, right? And Or you're gay, etc. So that's important to maintain because you could stigmatize whole groups and kick them out of society, basically, mm -hmm. just by creating a, um, a stigma around their, whoever they are, belief system, creed, sex, whatever. And people who are listening... And might feel not feel that just know that just because you're in a group that right now doesn't need protection doesn't mean that you always be in a group mm -hmm. that doesn't need protection so it is important to protect different groups even when and there was a there was a part where they were talking about this and i don't have the exact quote but even when you personally might disagree with it it doesn't matter it's it's about equal handed application and i just think the commission totally lost track of that and it seems so personal on their side of it, which goes down actually to the last point that Kennedy made, which is that this, this, and this is why I think people said it's a narrow decision because he said this kind of ruling needs further expansion and it might go differently in the future. But basically, in, in short words, we can't allow this to go on. We can't allow this one to stand because there was so much obvious negative animus, negative energy towards the religious person that it was just, it was blatant. It was, I mean, in his mind, it was blatant. And you have to protect that group as well as the gay group. So 
I think I was looking at Twitter a little bit when this came out, and that's with some Christians who are kind of a bit more, let's say, uh, alarmist. We're saying was, oh, well, this this will buy the Christian community five years because down the road, you know, next time someone wants to dis- wants to uh, compel, let's say, compel speech or compel uh, business to do something against their conscience, they just have to do it in a nicer way, in a gentler tone, and they'll be able to go. It'll be able to get through because Kennedy kind of does leave that back door open. A little bit, a little bit, but at the same time, he kind of leaves that back door open, but not very well, because he also went to, I mean, he described a sincerely held religious belief, but I want to, can I do an an exercise with you, Phil? We were talking, Phil and I were talking to somebody about this a couple weeks ago, right, and they said, we asked them, you know, should a cake shop have to sell a uh, 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 wedding cake to a same-sex couple, and the person said yes. So then, you know, you know what I did? I put a shoe on the other foot, and then the person kind of didn't want to answer it, and so Phil made it a little bit, said it a little bit nicer <coughs> because Phil's much nicer than me. Uh, and so I proposed this: let me put the shoe on the other foot. Let's pretend you're gay and you're a baker, and I come to your shop and I want to make a, well, I want a cake for my protest. I'm doing a protest outside somewhere. I mean, I personally wouldn't. I think protesting is a waste of time most of the time. But either way... Well, I like protests. I think it's a waste of time. But let's pretend you're into that kind of thing like Phil. And let's pretend Phil would actually do this. Because I don't think Phil would. He says, I want a cake that says same-sex marriage is wrong. Or traditional marriage only. Or something like that. Can the baker refuse? Well, there's a case that's three cases that are similar that are cited in this, but that, he didn't use that language. Yeah, no, it was even worse than that. I'm talking about, it, yeah, uh, it was um, uh, uh, William Jack, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, William Jack went to this is while a cake the, shop. While the, not to be confused, Jack Phillips' proceedings yes. were ongoing. William Jack went to three bakeries and create you want me to tell you tell yeah go for it and made up cakes he wanted them to be like an open bible cake that had like the words like uh homosexuality is an abomination and then another one that said like it had like two pictures of um i mean a picture of two men holding hands with an x through it and saying like i don't know there was some other pretty fierce biblical quotations uh, against um I, I could get it for you. Yeah, uh, it's an abomination, something like that. He was he was quoting some Bible verses, so it's really like I'm toning it. I'm toning that down. So let's pretend he's not trying to be. Um, I, I'll read it right now. Go for it. He requested two cakes made to resemble an open Bible. He also requested that each cake be decorated with biblical verses. He requested that one of the cakes include an image of two groomsmen holding hands with a red X over the image. On one cake, he requested on one side, God hates sin, Psalm 45.7. And on the opposite side of the cake, homosexuality is a detestable sin, Leviticus 18.2. On the second cake, the one with the image of the two groomsmen covered by a red X, William Jack requested these words, God loves sinners, and on the other side, while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. 
Yeah. So I'm toning that down, right? You just say support only traditional marriage, right? Well, can a baker who's gay refuse? Of course. If it goes against their moral convictions, yeah, they should be able to refuse. That's their legal right because they morally don't hold the same convictions. So let's twist it a little more. Let's pretend you believe very strongly in gun control and you're an architect. And a guy comes to you and says, I want a gun shop. I want you to make me a gun shop that has a shooting range attached to it. Should that person be forced to design that? No. I don't know. I don't know if I know that, to be honest. I don't think they should be forced to design that because it goes against their moral convictions. I don't know if I know that. It's hard to say because in my view, it's like... It's just hard to say. It's like, what? why not? Why, why, why does it have to get to that level? Why can't they just do the job? Well, if they believe that guns are evil... It's a diff- I think this is just in a political opinion and a creed anyway. It, well, what are political opinions based on a lot of the time? Your moral convictions. Like Nick Fritas said in that first episode we, we played where he was talking about abortion. He doesn't just assume that people are bought and paid for by Planned Parenthood when it comes to abortion. He assumes that they have strongly held beliefs. It's the same thing. People have strongly held beliefs. And if people are willing to exercise those strongly held beliefs within reason, okay. Is the right to bear arms protected? Sure, but you're not infringing the right to bear arms. Are you? If you refuse to make a make a gun shop? Yeah, but everybody has access to... Everybody, the, the anti-discrimination thing is that everybody should have access to goods and services in the market at the same price and the same accessibility. Why can't they go to another architect? Why can't this person go to the cake shop? Exactly. That's not the argument that was made. Why can't well, Why can't they? I don't know, but that's not the argument that was made. That's not what the discrimination suit is about. That's never. That's not what they're arguing about. I know. I know it's not what they're arguing about. I'm making a point. My point is... Maybe they're not. Maybe the other cake shop is a, is a lower quality cake. And so they want the same access, which is what the anti-discrimination says, access to the same level of quality. Okay, so... Then should they... Then why wasn't Mr. Jack Phillips forced to Good, that's a good it. question. Well, it wasn't because of his... It was because... His speech was deemed hateful speech. No, I'm talking about Jack Phillips, not William J. Oh, Jack. Phillips. Why? If in that case, why wasn't? Why did they rule in favor of Jack Phillips? They ruled in favor of Jack Phillips. Two, one because the state showed showed discrimination against him because they were they they were ang- they said nasty things about his religion, so they didn't deal with it in a neutral way. That was one. That was the main reason, and then the second reason is that they didn't honor him as a protected class. Your beliefs over the Second Amendment don't put you in a protected class. Your religious beliefs might put you in a protected class, but your views about the Second Amendment don't mean you're a protected class. Well, if somebody okay, let's pretend but, but the, the person. Main, but let's the main pretend the person point. is. A, let's pretend the architect 
is a Seventh-day Adventist. Okay. Seventh-day Adventists don't believe in guns. They don't believe in the draft. They don't believe in fighting wars. Okay. They don't believe in any of that uh, stuff. And, so, he, and he was asked, so that guy probably wouldn't have to be, wouldn't have to do it. Yeah, but... Because it's different, your, your political view and your religious view. Political views are not protected. Yeah, re- what is religion, though? It's a set of beliefs. That's right. all religion is, is a set of beliefs. People's individual rights to practice their and exercise their religious beliefs aren't part of the First Amendment. That's protected. You're allowed to think for yourself if you're part of an organized religion. Wait, 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 wait. No, nobody's disagreeing with that. Nobody's saying your freedom of exp- freedom of to exercise your religion should be impinged. Well, yes. you're talking about you. Nobody has the religion of a sec of a um, of a just my religion is that I own guns. That's not a religion. It's a political opinion. Okay. That's why Quakers were allowed to be conscientious objectors. My point is, my point is that if people have serious moral problems with something like that, right? Mm-hmm. People have a serious moral problem that needs to be really examined and investigated. Something that the Colorado Civil Rights Commission did not do. Well, the Colorado Civil Rights Commission is a, is a complete disaster. We're not, yeah, apparently. It doesn't even matter. Like to me, they're they just showed so much bias. Like so, they were just so petty about everything. Mm-hmm. But I think you, what you're doing is expanding the scope beyond the, the actual protections that exist in the law. You're you're not protected just because you disagree with something. But if you have a religion that's held it for like a long yep. time, uh, you have a right to exercise that religion, and you can't be compelled to go against your conscience. And you shouldn't be. That's the my point. My point is. People should not be forced to sell. I really don't think what that about people a person, should be forced to sell. What about a white supremacist selling to a black person? I think, I think when you start getting to the issue of denying somebody's humanity and lowering them as humans and denigrating them and saying you're less of a person for this, it well, gets that's a little different. What, that's what they said was happening. That's what they Which said is happens not. in the LGBT cases. That they're being... There's being attacked their dignity is being attacked and they're being stigmatized and they're being treated with less value the problem than other is, people in the community the problem is that your race right is basically just melanin we don't know or not whether uh, it's genetic homosexuality has a genetic component uh, well they've done a lot of studies and the studies keep coming up pretty much blank inconclusive they don't know everything about the human genome my point okay they're they're well. They're able to figure out skin color pretty easily, and differences in, in that yeah, that's regard. That's a big difference between your skin color, which is right on your body, and what goes on in your mind. It's it's really inconclusive, but that's the problem. It's inconclusive, but I've never really read a study that is very good regarding whether uh, has a genetic component. Yeah, a genetic component, right? But the difference is. In racism, it's obvious, right? How is it obvious? Because it's just shade of melanin, really. It's the way that the genetic works with, with, with melanin. You're still a human. You still have the genetics of a human being, regardless, right? Some people, some people have the belief. So what? Now you're doing it based on scientific, like how acute you are to the scientific literature, because some people have the belief that 
other races are not sub are not human and are subhuman. Yeah, so well, according that's to his not... quote unquote religious belief, as you're calling personally morally held belief, he does view them as subhuman. Who? This theoretical racist. But see, that's the problem. They're but not saying... subhuman based on science. Okay, but and fine. science they're is not, not religion. Fine. They're not so you okay, fine. They're not subhuman based on science. Right? Yes. But Neither are gay people, because gay people are still humans. Okay. So, but gay people, we've agreed in this country for like 50 years, and we've just had, and you, uh, you want to overturn Obergefell or whatever other pro-LGBT rulings, you, there's a lot of precedent set down now. And <clears throat> there's a lot of precedent set down that gender identity and sexual orientation are protected parts of somebody's identity just like race just like creed which is not something that's on your skin your creed it's something that's in your head it's a belief there's we don't know that there's any genetic component to somebody's faith so that's not something that's physiological and yet it's protected because it's something that's an in it's a closely held intimate mm-hmm. tag of a person's identity just like a sexual orientation is a closely held part of a person's identity if someone were to call you a homosexual and you identify as heterosexual, you'd be offended because they're attacking your part of your identity that you hold close. I mean, it gets a little more dicey for me because I, I don't want to bring my religion fully into this. Right? I, I'm trying to keep it more on the political side of things. So... That's one of my one of my big struggles here is to try to try to keep it political, not really religious, because it's a political podcast. But at the same time, people have to realize that there are certain beliefs out there that you have to be aware of. Certain beliefs that you you're not going to agree with, but it's not like they were dehum. It's not like Jack Phillips was dehumanizing these people. Right. Was his he, speech hateful or not? No. Just oh, speech. Jack Phillips. I Jack Phillips. William Jack. William Jack. That's a different story. I think <laughs> I think he was just being a jerk. Okay. I, I really do. I don't think that's the way that Jesus would have gone no, about Jack it. Phillips, no, I don't, Jack Phillips may not have been dehumanizing them, but if they let Jack Phillips deny service, if you, right, move it back from free expression, right? Because it ended up actually being free expression and exercise of religion that was the that they got caught up on. But let's just say he had denied service like, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to serve you a hamburger because you're gay. That's completely, that goes against Christianity. Not Way talking about Christianity, it. we're talking about the government. Who's going to? United States government, I'm talking about, not talking about Christianity. Who are you talking, what do you mean? Explain what you mean because I'm not. Jack Phillips decides he's not going to sell hamburgers. To gays. Okay. For what reason? Just because he doesn't want to sell religious gays? belief. Just because he doesn't want to sell gays? Let's say he exists in a sect of Christianity that says don't sell hamburgers to gays. Okay? It's... The government does not... This is one of the key marks of this case. Yeah. The government does not deem one religion offensive and one religion not offensive. Yeah. It's, it's, so, yeah. if that's your religious belief, right... It has to be protected, but you can't let religion. You can't. You can't let these people, like a gay person, not be served hamburgers just yep. because someone has a religious belief that says 
no no gays should get hamburgers. Yeah, like it's so it's what Justice Kennedy to, said. What, you do have to protect gay people in this case, or black people in another case, or you yeah, know people that have guns in another case. There's certain there, a lot of cases are different, and this case specifically, right? Jack Phillips said he served pretty much anything else other than same sex sure. wedding cakes sure. to people, and. I think that the bakery that denied uh, William Jack those cakes that he ordered, I think those bakeries were perfectly within their right too. And they were upheld. They were upheld yeah. in doing so. Exactly, and rightfully so, because I think that William Jack was himself discriminating against gay people. I think when you publicly say that, right, just have a public cake. It just seems so pretentious and arrogant. You have the right to protest, sure, but why? It, I don't. Uh, yeah, obviously, there's a a lost gospel where Jesus was making wedding cakes and he decided. Actually, different actually, cakes. Actually, all that stuff um, on it, right? I think it was Gorsuch. Made the point that no, it wasn't Gorsuch. It was uh, Kagan. Made the point that they they she she actually disagreed with the ruling that the Civil Rights Commission made on um, on the William Jack case. Although she thought that the William Jack case they ruled correctly, but they ruled correctly for the wrong reason. Um, they ruled they ruled in favor of. Jack, uh, I mean, against Jack in favor of the bakeries because they said Jack's language was inoffensive. I mean, was offensive. Uh, yeah, the commission cannot, or no, uh, as the court states, a principled rationale for our difference in treatment cannot be based on the government's own assessment of offensiveness. Okay, but that's what Kagan So said. here's the difference um, Jack, so they. They said, oh, well, it's offensive, right? So we're, it's hate speech. It's like, nah, I guess it's hate speech, basically, right? Uh, and she thought you can't treat people differently because the government says one view is offensive mm-hmm. and one view is not, right? Like, oh, whatever, right? Like, whatever view. We could come up with a hundred of them, right? But she said the real basis, the clear basis is that in Williams Jack's case, whether it was a whether it was William Jack or whether it was the actual gay couple themselves or whoever it was, if they had brought that cake forward to those bakers, no matter who it was, they would have not let any of them. They wouldn't have made that cake for anyone, right? Because that's yep. just not a cake to make for anybody. Exactly. Whereas, um, in in the Jack Phillips case, he they he. Um, he specifically didn't make that cake for people of same-sex marriage on a principle of his own. So there is a difference there in terms of Phillips would have made that cake for someone else. When yes. He would have made the same... Because there was nothing in the cake that was specifically same-sex. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's absolutely right. Um, but the difference is as Justice Kennedy already noted, and as Justice Thomas noted, that he did it out of sincere religious belief, which he is also protected under the same law. You know what really annoyed me? Uh, I was on Facebook, and somebody was talking about this, 
and how they were saying that that the Colorado law should have been struck down as unconstitutional. And I was like, you realize that religious people are protected in that same law, right? Right. So, no, it's not unconstitutional. Well, religious people are, are protected to hold their views, but not necessarily to express their opinion. They're allowed to express their opinions in, in a religious setting. But I don't know if they're allowed to express their opinions. Like I mean, they are allowed to express their opinions, but I don't know if they're allowed to. Basically, what you have to do is balance. Don't discriminate against any group, right? Mm-hmm. Especially protected groups. And allow freedom of religion. Yes, it's a, fi- it's a fine line. And it's there is such a thing as separation of church and state, but not necessarily separation of church and business. There, there is a certain amount of separation between church and business, but there doesn't always have to be. That's the difference. Separation of church and state is important. Very important to me. I like the idea of separation of church and state. I think a theocracy is a bad idea, which is, you know, Christianity ruling society. It doesn't have to be Christianity. Or, or Islam or any other religion. A theocracy, I think it's a bad idea for obvious reasons. What obvious reasons? Um, Holy Roman Empire, Hundred Years' War, um, uh, the Caliphates, uh, the Middle East. You think creates more wars? Yeah, I think it creates more wars. It stamps out freedom. Um, Definitely stamps out freedom of thought. Right. And I have a big problem with stamping out freedom of thought. I may not think atheism is viable and a very good view, but you know what? I'm not going to force you to be a Christian. I'm not going to force you to be like me. If you come to a different conclusion, I think you're wrong. But you know what? I'm not going to force you to give up your view. Because iron sharpens iron. It is important that we maintain freedom of thought. That we have this balance between... uh, this, This delicate balance of freedom of religion and yet freedom to have access to goods and services. We need to have this balance. There needs to be a balance. And you also can't have a state running a religion either. That doesn't work. Because that just corrupts the religion. So this is the part I wanted to read about, about how Kennedy leaves the back door open, okay? Yeah, go for it. Phillips was entitled to a neutral decision-maker who would give give full and fair consideration to his religious objection as he sought to assert it in all of the circumstances in which this case was presented, considered, and decided. In this case, the adjudication concerned a context that may well be different going forward in the respects noted above. However later cases raising these or similar concerns are resolved in the future, for these reasons, the ruling of the commission and of the state that enforced the commission's order must be invalidated. The outcome of cases like this in other circumstances must await further elaboration in the courts, all in the context of recognizing that these disputes must be resolved with tolerance, without undue disrespect to sincere religious beliefs, and without subjecting gay persons to indignities when they seek goods and services in an open market. The commission's hostility was inconsistent with the First Amendment's guarantee that our laws be applied in a manner that is neutral towards religion. Yeah, so... If you have this presupposition that religion people justify everything, like slavery and the Holocaust in the name of religion, that is definitely not being neutral or tolerant. 
You know, the, the people want to talk about tolerance in this country. Mostly liberals, conservatives sometimes make fun of tolerance, and they also try to say tolerance. Tolerance doesn't mean you have to agree with the other side. It means you have to put up with them and tolerate them and live peaceably. I don't agree with Phil on everything. In fact, I really don't agree with Phil on a lot of things. But you know what? That's fine. He's his own man. I'm my own man. We're allowed to have different ideas on how things should work. Yeah, can we move on to Neil Gorsuch? Sure. Okay, so there was something that I found interesting um, by Neil Gorsuch. He says, Nothing in the Commission's opinions suggests any neutral principle to reconcile these holdings. If Mr. Phillips' objection is inextricably tied to a protected class, then the Baker's objection in Mr. Jack's case must be inextricably tied to one as well. For just as cakes celebrating same-sex weddings are, usually, requested by persons of particular sexual orientation, so too are cakes expressing religious opposition to same-sex weddings, usually requested by persons of particular religious faiths. In both cases, the baker's objection would usually result in turning down customers who bear a protected characteristic. characteristic. In the end, the Commission's decision simply reduced to this. It is presumed that Mr. Phillips harbored an intent... The word presumed is italicized. It is it presumed the commission that Mr. Philip harbored an intent to discriminate against a protected class in light of the foreseeable effects on his conduct, but it declined to presume the same intent in Mr. Jack's case, even though the effects of the baker's conducts were just as foreseeable. Underscoring the double standard, a state ep- a state appellate court said that no such showing of actual animus or intent to discriminate against persons in a protected class was even required in Mr. Phillips' case. The Commission cannot have it both ways. The Commission cannot slide up and down the mens rea scale, picking a mental state standard to suit its taste depending on its sympathies. Either actual proof of intent to discriminate on the basis of membership in a protected class is required, as the Commission held in Mr. Jack's case, or it is sufficient to presume such intent from knowing failure to serve someone in a protected class, as the commission held in Mr. Phillips' case. Perhaps the commission could have chosen either course as an initial matter, but the one thing it can't do is apply a more generous legal test to secular objection than religious ones. That is anything but the neutral treatment of religion. So, mens rea versus, um, what is it, actus reus? So, mens rea is... Okay, so we'll start with with actus reus, right? Committing a crime, like actively committing a crime. And then there's mens rea, which is the intention to commit a crime. So we've got actus reus. So if you have actus reus without mens reus, right? That's t- that would be manslaughter. Mm-hmm. If you have actus reus plus mens rea, you've got murder. One means evil act and one means evil mind. Exactly. So you've got evil act and evil mind. So basically, they're trying to judge somebody's intention and sliding up and down the mens rea scale rather than just looking at the actus reus scale. Rather than looking at the actual what happened, they were more focused on the intent, as if you can read what a person's intent is all the time. Well, I mean, they they basically... All right, so... Not only that, they basically, they they did two different tests. They said, first of all, that 
if, if I discriminate against a, uh, let's say I'm, you, I own a uh, water fountain or whatever, okay? I mean, I, I own a place that serves water, uh, soda, okay? And a black person comes out soda. and he says he wants something from me. And I say, no, like he's trying to buy something. I said, no. And then, and then he says, well, he's discriminating against me because I'm black. And I say, no, no, I wasn't. I just, I make up an excuse, basically. But I didn't show any animus. I didn't show any ill will towards him. It says in their in one of their rulings that it's not necessary to show any ill will. If you're discriminating against a class, it should be presumed that you're showing ill will, right? Whereas that was in Jack Phil- that was in Jack Phillips' case. Mm-hmm. But then in Jack Williams' case, they say they don't say they they do go all the way to say. The reason we know and the reason that this is proof, proved that it was evil is because we know because there was actual proof of um, of bad intentions, basically, right? And, and they got him on the point of ill will. But Gorsuch is saying, well, you, you can't pick and choose. You can't mm-hmm. say in the liberal in the in the secular case, not the liberal case, but in the secular case, or you could say liberal case, I guess. But he uses secular, which is better. He says in the secular case, you can't say we'll apply a a judgment of presumption. Basically, oh well, you discriminated against this person, so uh, you know we presume you to have done uh, wickedly. Yep. But in a religious case, all right, we need to act like we're now we're going to go to actual. Um, Proof. We're going to demand that there's actual proof rather than just a presumption. What's next? Uh, we have another one. Uh, let's go to the dissenting opinion. Okay. So I'll start off with the dissenting opinion. I, don't, I think the dissenting opinion wasn't really that good. I actually thought it was kind of I thought that Kagan would have had a better dissenting opinion. Because I think they dissented more than even the dissenting opinion did. All right. Well, for one, well, one point I thought was kind of one. First point was that uh, three points about the dissenting opinion. I'll just go through them quick. First point is it the cake isn't about free speech. It's about goods and services. So it has nothing to do with free speech. It's just one protected class versus the other. It's there's no free speech element. Okay, so you could throw that out the window. She says because. Wedding cakes are not free speech. It's just, it's not speech. It's just cakes. And there's no clear evidence that there is, there is an ex, a personal expressive element to it. Which is completely I don't think it's completely, not true in it's this case. I think it's completely not true, but... In this, in this think, specific case, though. I think in this case... In other cases, it's a little different. To say, in this case, there's more evidence to say that it is yeah. expressive. Jack Phillips, specifically, he didn't just... He doesn't doesn't just pre-manufacture cakes like Walmart. Right. He actually tailors it specifically in detail and tries to get and, and actually uses real artistic creativity to do this stuff. So in this case, she, it's different. She also said, if it's Walmart, she she also then uh-huh. we see some then it gets a little bit dicier. She also said that when that. Phillips never provided evidence about what the symbolic meaning of a cake was, which he didn't. But did he need to? We don't. Uh, uh, Justice Thomas, Thomas answered that. Well, Thomas answered that, and he said, "He said Phillips didn't need to because we take it for granted, basically." Uh, do you want me to read the quote? Sure. 
The Colorado Court of Appeals acknowledged that a wedding cake, in some circumstances, may convey a particularized message celebrating same-sex marriage, depending on its design, whether it has written inscription, whether it has a written inscription. But a wedding cake needs no particular design or written words to communicate the basic message that a wedding is occurring. A marriage has begun, and the couple should be celebrated. Wedding cakes have long varied in color, decorations, and style. But those differences do not prevent people from recognizing the wedding cakes as wedding cakes. See Charsley, Interpretation and Custom, the case of the wedding cake. And regardless, the commission's order does not distinguish between plain wedding cakes and wedding cakes with particular designs or inscriptions. It requires Phillips to make any wedding cake for a same-sex wedding that he would make for an opposite-sex wedding. The dissent faults Phillips for not submitting evidence that the wedding cakes communicate a message. But this requirement finds no support in our precedents. This court did not insist that the parties submit evidence detailing the expressive nature of parades, flags, or new dancing. See Hurley v. Irish American Gay, Lesbian, and Bisexual Group of Boston, Incorporated. Uh, a case from 1995. And we do not need extensive evidence here to conclude that Philip's artistry, artistry is expressive, or that wedding cakes at least communicate the basic fact that this is a wedding. Nor does it matter that the couple also c communicates a message through the cake. More than one person can be engaged in protected, protected speech at the same time. And by forcing him to provide the cake, Colorado is requiring Phillips to be intimately connected with the couple's speech, which is enough to implicate his First Amendment rights. So that's the answer to that, and I think he beats Ginsburg. I the mean, next point, I feel... Yeah. Well, this is what Ginsburg says. If you look at Jack, if you look at the... Is there a disparate... Does Is there a disparate ruling on the commission between... William Jack and Jack um, Phillips. And Ginsburg says, yes, there is a disparate art, there is a disparate opinion. There is a disparate ruling. No, no. All right. Ginsburg says basically, Phillips, in Jack's case, the speech was offensive and, and no one would have made that cake. And in Jack Phillips' case, he only didn't make that cake bait because those people were gay. In other words, if a gay, a straight, a black, a white person went up to, was in Jack, in William Jack's place and brought that cake to the baker, then no baker would have made it. So they're not discriminating against a protected class. Whereas in, in Jack Phillips' case, he is discriminating against a protected class because he says, no, no, I'm not going to make the cake because you guys are gay and I'm anti-gay, basically. But, and since Ginsburg in her mind has already thrown out the first express, the free freedom of expression part of it, then it could look, it just looks like straight up discrimination. Yeah, I, I mean, the dissenting opinion was only really six pages long, which I think says everything that needs to be said, because the, they didn't really have, I don't think Ginsburg had... <laughs> A real leg to stand on in this case. I mean, I in think future a, cases, it might be different. I think it's not a bad. I mean, do you think that there's something to be said for that? That he that William. I'm so annoyed that the names are so close. William Jack. 
in the William Jack example, the bakers said no, and they would have said no in anybody, in no matter who brought them the cake. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? Uh, yeah. I, I, what, just to writing that on a cake? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Okay. And in, and they also already made cakes with Bibles and Christian symbolism, etc. So it wasn't that they were against Christians. They didn't like the message because the message was offensive to them. Mm-hmm. Right? In the William, in the, what's the main guy's name? Not, oh, Jack Phillips. In the Jack Phillips case, he was going against a protected class because he was saying, I'm not going to bake a cake for a same-sex couple. But he's also a protected class for that, too. Like Thomas said, more than one person can be in protected So what do you do when two time? people are in a protected class? Who do you rule in favor of? You really... You can't really rule in favor of either. It's it's not very easy. It, it depends. It really all depends. It's, it's really a gray area. You have to try to be as neutral as possible... And you have to look at both actus reus and mens rea. So I feel and, that on both accounts. So I feel that they that that was the back door that Kennedy leaves open. He says it's hard to make that decision because it's two protected groups, and in a neutral enforcement, it's, you have to basically look at the context. Mm-hmm. But he says in this context, there was anti-religious animus by the commission mm-hmm. when they made the ruling. So we're going to throw out their ruling because they said slurs against religion, basically, during the trial. Now, Ginsburg also makes a point against that. You, you follow what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. Ginsburg also makes a point against that because Ginsburg says it was tried four different t- like three or four different times. And only one of the cases is the record... I think it was only in the... I don't know. Maybe it was only in the commission or something like that. That it was... There was those... Neg- that was negative animus that was on the record... And that after that, they they did it de novo, which means like basically starting from zero, and they still found the same ruling. So she doesn't think that the animus should count. So that's why she dissents. I mean, I don't think that's necessarily true. Um, I think the whole point of it, I think we can see the mens rea of the whole thing just by the, the commission's comments. Well, they said when they when they retried it after that, they said we're doing this de novo, meaning we're not taking any of the prior rulings. We're going to start this fresh. And they came to the same conclusion. I mean, they came to the same conclusion. <clears throat> yeah, it, it is kind of a backdoor, I guess. But at the same time, I said that this is going to give us five to ten years uh, uh, businesses Wait, before and you religious get Before we get the implications, because... Kagan says that that's a that's a flimsy argument that that um, that Ginsburg made, and the reason Kagan says that she can prove that it's flimsy because they didn't make the ruling that Ginsburg made. They made the ruling that the speech that he should be treated differently because basically on a judgment of which which um, whose argument which protected class was was better basically mm-hmm. not better but which protected class was less prejudiced, let's say. And they said, well, they should be treated differently based on that when that that wasn't the basic argument that should have been made. Yeah. So whether or not there was the negative animus, Kagan says they made a, they deemed, they basically made a philosophical judgment. Yeah. That's, and that's, that's the important thing. In a case like this, 
where you have somebody who Wait, wait, who I'm has, sorry. They made a philosophical judgment in a case where they didn't need to make a philosophical judgment. Yes. At some point in time where there's a neutral situation, different context, and no animus, and you have to choose between two religious, I mean, two protected classes, they may choose in favor of the LGBT class. What they should do is when you have two protected classes like this, you know, in this case, Colorado Civil Rights Commission should have just thrown it out. I should have just said, we're not touching this with a 10-foot pole. Because it really can go either way. Because they're both protected classes. And they both need protection. So that's not that's 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 literally um, abdicating your responsibility as the government. In a way, but in this specific case, it's different. It's different than uh, William Jack's case. William yeah, Jack's William case, case is, is different. Pretty clear cut, but yeah, that's pretty clear cut. But this is where you have two two specifically protected classes. You're not abdicating. You're just saying we really can't rule for either of you because you're both protected classes. It's kind of like. When you when you have football and you have a penalty on each side of the ball, well, the, the, they offset. in the future the judges will make a ruling. Yeah, I like I said, this is gonna. Can we can we get to implications sure. now? Okay, so this is gonna buy religious people who are business owners maybe five to ten years until new justices are elected, and I predict Trump loses in twenty twenty and two or three justices step down. Which justices? Uh, Ginsburg's, what, 81? Right, but that's a liberal judge. Yeah. Kennedy, um, there's, there's a lot of old judges. Do you know the But they're hoping, but I know that there were rumors that Justice Kennedy was thinking about stepping down. He's more moderate, it seems. Yeah, but think about it. If he does that before Trump steps down, before Trump loses in 2020. How do you know Trump will lose in 2020? I think he will. All right, so... But if he steps down beforehand, Trump's going to put up another court. Exactly. Then you have a then you have yeah. Then you have a conservative. So I think he's actually going to wait until after, and I think Trump's going to lose. And Justice Kennedy has been a moderate, right? I never expected him to rule. I thought this was going to be a five to four decision in favor of the Colorado Civil Rights Commission. That's how I thought this was going to go. But Justice Kennedy surprised me. Um, But. A new president, we get somebody like Kamala D. Harris or Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren or some progressive type or an Andrew Cuomo or somebody. Andrew Cuomo's not a real progressive. He's more of a moderate, left centrist. Yeah. Well, he's trying to be a little more progressive. Yeah, I mean, he puts up a little plaque every once in a while, a little, a little statement to, to because to keep the, the rabid masses at bay. But in his heart, he seems like a centrist. A little bit of a centrist. Like when it comes Bernie to, Sanders in his heart seems like a leftist, but not an identity politics leftist. He seems like an economic leftist. Bernie Sanders is a little bit of a, a leftist regarding moral issues, too. Uh, but either way, regardless, right, you get a really liberal person, a really progressive... Like a Ginsburg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like somebody... Then you get another Ginsburg on, on the Supreme Court rather than a Kennedy. Still 6'3". I think I think that if this gets overturned, if there if there were an overturn, if they were going to overturn this in the future, and Kennedy seemed very hesitant to say that this is a precedent because he's like, well, this is the case in this situation, but we don't know how it'll go going forward, and that was what most yeah. people agreed with. So I would say if if a civil rights commission ruled in favor of the 
gaze forcing basically what they were forcing him to do was sell to everybody if he didn't do it he had to write out why he had to go to training he had to get all his staff trained and i think they were i don't know if he got a fine but they were if he didn't like comply with a bunch of different like training programs and stuff like that then he would have to um close down his shop uh if this were to um go on like if this were to happen in the future similar case but there wasn't as much open hostility against the religious person by the quote-unquote ruling body um the civil rights commission then like let's say they were sweet talking him oh you know we just really want you to make a cake because everybody needs cake rather than oh you're a nazi basically well in that in that point you take out the religious animus and it's a toss up and maybe they would say well we'll stick with the we'll stick with the civil rights commission because it's two protected groups and they just decided to go with basically it's a 50-50 well yeah and and it has uh, believe it or not this actually could potentially depending on how future cases go and whether this becomes a precedent or not, um, it could have really profound implications on churches and performing marriage ceremonies, right? At what point are your religious beliefs protected? My church has already decided that if you're not a member and you don't go through my priest's counseling, then he's not going to perform a marriage ceremony for you. So... That's that's how that's we got the road. I, I, that's this is about business, really. I could for see, now, yeah. I could see this is like a Christian business, explicitly Christian businesses getting pushed further and further out based on rulings like this. But I can't see it. Like you have to create a, like literally a whole new set of laws in order to start persecuting churches for protective views within their own sanctuary. I, I think it's. I because think it's literal, at least twenty to thirty years out. They that. have they have literal clauses in the anti discrimination laws laws saying. This doesn't include churches. Exclusion clauses. For now. Yes, for now. And Christianity is going to be, not just Christianity, I think religion, more traditional religion in general, including, which, this is What I would like to think about more, what, what interests me as well is, what would Paul, the Apostle Paul's direct, I don't, maybe we just do a little bit of this, because it mostly is a political podcast, but... What would the Apostle Paul's directives be to Christian business owners in his day about conducting business with? Um, there was a lot of rampant, for instance, homosexuality in his day, and yep. they had gay marriage in his day, or I mean, at least like they had gay prostitutes. I believe the emperor, one of the emperors, married a gay prostitute. I don't know if he would have told them not to, not to. He would have told them to conduct the marriage ceremony, but I don't think he would have told them not to do business with these with with that type of person. Yeah, but this and- is a push that. In this culture, Christians see as important to them. Yeah, I think I think we need to divorce our nationalism from our religion. I think that needs to be divorced because it's very dangerous territory. I don't like being a nationalist. Do I love my well, country? What is a nationalist? I love you mean a culture. You mean a you mean your culture? Not not nationalism just means I'm pro America. Yeah, but see the thing is. I, as, as much as I love this country, I'm not going to let... Listen, the Constitution did not descend from heaven in 1789... 1783. 87, excuse me. From 
1789 was the French Revolution. 1787, it didn't descend from the sky in 1787 with angels, and it wasn't delivered and read off publicly by Jesus. Okay? It's a man-made document. And we need to stop worshipping the Constitution. But that's not... You're totally right to My point... No, what is your no, point? no. I, I actually have a point to this. No. My point is that churches need to get back to Christianity first. Right? Like, oh, well, I have the right to free speech. That doesn't mean you have to always talk. Just because you have the right to something doesn't mean you always have to exercise it every five seconds. Well, I have the right to this. It's sort of an entitlement mentality that we have in this in this country in a lot of ways on both sides of the aisle. Christians need to live peaceably with all men, as the Apostle Paul said. And business opportunities create great evangelistic opportunities. Opportunities to you know, maybe win people over to your faith, win people over to what you believe. But if you just ostracize everybody that is a terrible person, then you might as well ostracize yourself and go out into the wild and just not associate with anybody. Because each person has a different sin that they, that they struggle with. That is my belief. Everybody is sinful, just in a different way. And are there worse sins than being gay? I would say, yeah, I tend to be arrogant at times, and I think that's a much worse sin. So, but I'm not going to, like, disassociate myself with, with gay people, because they're people. Just like Jack Phillips isn't going to just disassociate himself with gay people. Right. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Jack Phillips, I think he's just trying to... He doesn't seem like a homophobe to me. He's just trying to execute his religious beliefs to me in a very sincere way. Like, I don't agree with everything he does. Like, uh, he doesn't make cakes that uh, have contain alcohol. And I think that's like, yeah, that's a little too far. I, I, but that's not too far. That's his as GK belief. Yeah, as GK Chesterton once said, "Beer and Bible, those two noble things." I'm just saying, in his mind, yeah, yeah. even if it's not like you're saying, don't you know. In his mind, he's trying to execute his belief as sincerely as possible. It might not be the exact carbon copy of the belief you have, the carbon copy of belief a listener has, but that's what he's trying to do, and it should be protected. He has a right to his conscience. Yeah, all in all, I guess we'll see what happens from here, but this has been a very interesting podcast, and I look forward to uh, talking about these kind of issues in the future. Um, Hopefully, I don't have to talk about this specific issue in two more years I'd, I'd like to wait at least five years before we have another controversy this big because next time it's probably going to be an even bigger controversy alrighty well this is Mike and Phil signing off <laughs>